0: Hello, 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 and welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Playtime. My name is Andrew Barnett, and I'm a child therapist who lives and works in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. And this is a podcast dedicated to children and play therapy, coming at both of those things from a child centered perspective. And today on Playtime, I want to talk about the difference between cures and explanations. And probably part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because this is a spot that I get stuck in myself, mixing up the difference between cures and explanations. It's a spot where I've gotten stuck in consultation groups I've been in, where I witnessed it from other people or witnessed it from myself and the answers that I'm giving other people. It's a spot I found myself in in supervision. It's a spot I found myself in when talking to parents, and so in this podcast, it's Probably about time also that I get to talking about what I'm talking about when I'm trying to highlight a difference between the two. And let's say that by explanation, we mean what has led to a child or a person for that matter being in distress. Explanations for why things are going wrong for a person or why a person has come into therapy and what has led them to that point of needing to be in therapy are conversations that happen all the time and it's a conversation that many of us feel is important to have in order to help a child heal from something and so often when i bring a case to a consultation group or a supervisor there will inevitably be some conversation about how did this person get to become the person that they are today and that conversation can take a wide variety of forms right and we do this all the time With people generally, it doesn't even have to be in a therapeutic setting. If you're a teacher who has a student, I'm sure you put some thought into or maybe had some conversations with other people around why that particular student is acting the way they are and if it's something from home or something from school. But in the context of therapy, how that conversation can go is sometimes people bring up a diagnosis. Maybe it's because they have ADHD or maybe it's because they have a conduct disorder, right? So uh, insinuating that they came into this world with some inherent disposition and chemical imbalance even though chemical imbalance is a myth. Sometimes those explanations talk about attachment, like maybe it's the attachment style between that child and their primary caregivers. Maybe we're talking about some kind of capital T trauma or loss or some disruption or emotional disconnection or misconnection that happened along the way that led this child to being the person that they are. Maybe they have some sort of repressed emotional experience that they have going on for themselves some people look to astrology or if you want to get really weird some of like ian stevenson's work on past lives and things like that people come up with all kinds of explanations for why people struggle and it's a fun exercise to engage in i mean if You look at the differences, say, between like Freud and Jung and Adler and all other kinds of people like that. It's a fun exercise to be like, oh, how do people end up feeling and getting messed up inside? And that's an important thing for our field to focus on, maybe in like a macro context. And maybe that's not even for our field, that's for like society or something, for us all to have some reflection on, gosh, like who are we as people and what kind of culture do we And how do people come to struggle inside of our society? And can we identify the ways that people go about struggling so that we can make it so that we have a healthier society going forward? I mean, those are important conversations to have. And maybe our field, the field of therapy, can contribute some to that discussion. I think at our best, hopefully, we can. But when we're talking about an individual child and our work as therapists or just being with as a person, an individual child, and we're talking about, let's switch it now to the cure for that child. And by cure, what we can mean is what is going to be helpful for this person to become whole again? What is going to be helpful for them to not struggle as much? What does them being healthy actually look like? And what are we as adults able to provide to them in order for them to live their best lives and to continue to develop and evolve and grow and be their best selves? And regardless for what the explanation is for why that child is struggling, even if we're right, right? Like let's take a hypothetical child and it's like, yep, after conversations with the parents and other things, we've been able to identify that this child has some clear attachment trauma that is affecting them in this particular kind of way with their primary caregivers and in this particular kind of way in other environments and we're able to identify the emotions inside of this child and the fear that they're carrying around with them based on this attachment wound and like... Bravo, we've got it. We know the answer. And let's even say that the answer is right, right? We're not talking about like a, a lab result readout. I mean, I know we have testing in psychology, but it's, uh, it's a little bit of an inexact science at the end of the day. And we're just going on our own impressions most of the time, our own impressions of this other person and what they say about themselves and what they say about other people and what other people say about them. That's it. That's all we have. We're trying to synthesize all that information into an explanation. And even if that explanation is right, and what I'm trying to say there is obviously that I take all explanations for human behavior with at least a little bit of a grain of salt. I personally am not arrogant enough to think, and I hope that we as a field are not arrogant enough to think that we have everything just magically figured out or something like that. That's a dangerous spot to be in, and it's a spot to be in that doesn't allow us to grow as a field and to continue in our curiosity in discovering more about the human experience. But even if we're right about our explanation, it is not as if we can go up to that child and say, hey, child, we've got it figured out. You've got an attachment wound. Hopefully now this knowledge that you have, little child, will help you in your being a person. And next time you get really upset about something or like you're going to preschool and you really don't want to leave your mom and you're just fighting and screaming. Maybe you'll have a moment where you're like, oh man, oh yeah, this is just my attachment wound. Like I recognize that I'm safe and everything is good. Like, cool, we're good to go. That's obviously not how things work. So then the better question might be, what is the relationship between explanations and cures? How does our knowledge of how a child came to be struggling inform our cure for that child, or does it at all? I don't think I have a good answer for that question. That's a hard question. That's a hard question. Like when we really sink our teeth into it, that's a hard question. But what comes up for me about it is what the cure might be for that situation will be found in relationship to some degree, can be found in the relationship that we are able to make with that child, can be found in the ways that we are able to facilitate a deeper level of security and intimacy between that child and their caregiver perhaps if they are dealing with some attachment issues or some insecure attachment issues it can be found in perhaps having some conversations with that child around these moments where this thing happens i don't know how helpful that really is that that attachment thing is still gonna gonna kick in but finding ways to build in that security and that trust and the building of relationship It can be found in them finding some equilibrium inside of themselves where these feelings are able to come up and it's not as dysregulating to the whole system that they're able to have a little bit more flow with their feelings. But then I have moments where I'm like, shit, you could say that about just about anything that a child is struggling with to some degree. Let's say you're an adult going to therapy, right? Or you're a teenager going to therapy. It might involve then some desire to know, right? Some desire to know how you become the person you become, some desire for an explanation, to create a narrative of your life that makes sense. And I know Trauma focused CBT does this kind of work with children, helping them make some narrative sense out of the traumas that they've had. And people have had success doing that, that kind of work. I have, I have respect for people who are able to, to do that. That's, that's not really in my wheelhouse as much, but I think a lot of the time that level of explanation leading to cure is just not present in child therapy the same way as it is in therapy for adults. And even in therapy for adults, you can argue that it's way less important than we give it credit for. And you, we can also say that there are still lots and lots of people arguing about how people come to be mentally ill. That's not a settled discussion by any means, and it may not be a settled discussion because we just don't actually have all the information that we need about the human experience yet to really understand what's going on with it. And so that's that's where I can run into an issue with explanations, and it's a personal growth of myself to spend less time in that area when I'm talking to parents, say, than I have so far, because I don't know how valuable that time is at the end of the day. We can say that it's valuable for a parent to develop deeper empathy with their child and that that knowledge about another person like to know is to love to know more deeply is to understand more deeply is to then shift into a different kind of place and then feel some sort of emotion about it where you feel just more locked into what their experience is now and also has been which helps you like narratively emotionally make more sense out of your child and be able to connect to them more moving forward i mean that's a beautiful process and sometimes that's what happens when we're talking about explanation. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just f- trying to find a problem so that we can find a solution. When I think sometimes for myself, when I'm working with a child, if I get too overly fixated on what the problem is, I actually am blind to the complexities of them as a person and am less creative and dynamic in my ways of responding and in my finding of, of solutions that I forget about some of the solutions that are just simply right in front of me. The relationship, the connection, the them being able to explore their unconscious, them being able to project themselves into the space. If I if I'm over fixated on the problem, I can I can lose sight of what those those sort of solutions that have worked time and time again are. And what's so tricky about being with children or Helping children is what we've been talking about, which is that the relationship between an explanation and a cure in a child's life is murky and ambiguous. At the end of the day, it's not—it's not some straight shot kind of thing. I—I don't know if it's just like, okay, this child is struggling with X. Well, that means I'm going to interact with them in X way and use X therapy. I mean, if you're someone who is nuanced enough and intelligent enough and wise enough to be able to assess the situation effectively in order to provide the right kinds of directed activities in order to cure x thing i mean as therapists we all do that to some degree right we're constantly doing that in real time we're constantly doing that in what things we do choose to bring into a session if you are someone who chooses to bring things into a session. I don't want to privilege the people who do that over the people who who don't and are just with. but I can feel much more grounded in the reality that at least I, I live in for myself that the cure to this already exists inside of the child the cure to this is already something that they possess and that they can develop relationship to this cure through an unfolding that will happen inside of themselves inside of the therapeutic space and it's simply facilitating that unfolding the unfolding that's happening through their unconscious which is the aim that I would want to embody inside of myself, inside of that space, to help me be in the best relationship to the cure possible, which is already present. And the cure isn't inside of me, the cure is inside of them. And so if that's true, and I I do believe that that's true, that the cure already exists inside of them, then I don't need an explanation to help me find the cure. Finding an explanation would just be some sort of intellectual exercise done for its own sake, and perhaps that exercise helps me as a clinician engage in a more empathetic way with them. But then I hope it doesn't have me engage in a less empathetic way if I'm not able to find an explanation. And I think it's an interesting place to experiment with and to rest in inside of yourself if you're a therapist and you generally feel that the cure for a child exists outside of that child to experiment what it feels like to hold that it exists inside of that child. And at least for me, it has me engaged with them in this way that it's like, I just want to be as accepting and open and curious as possible to allow this to continue to unfold and continue to unfold because I know that the cure is in there and I can't just reach for it. And try to take it out. I can't just name it and say, hey, you got the cure. I've got to be here for it in all the ways that I can. And it's such a different way, at least for me, of being with than trying to provide that child a cure based on some explanation I've come up with and that is all that i have for this episode of playtime thank you so much for listening check out patreon.com slash or the support the show link if you would like to support playtime but it is offered for free and in the spirit of the gift like all podcasts uh head to barnachildtherapy.com for more of my work including the child centered children's book series be in touch with me if you would like to be in touch i love to hear from people it gives me some oomph and yeah i'll catch you all next time Thank you.